Hello, this is the very first podcast episode with someone, and that someone is very special to me. She is none other than Miss Denise, Mrs. Denise Rogers, my mother. Mom, <laughs> welcome. Well, welcome. I am happy to be on your very first podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. It is absolutely an honor to have you here. And because I know you would never do this, I'm going to brag on my mama, y'all, for 30 seconds. I think that's the longest she could have been. But wow, my mother was my first introduction into leadership. And we had a very unique situation where um, I... Um, as a child, attended the elementary school of our church. And so with that setup, I was literally with her everywhere. And so um, I saw her manage a bookstore, uh, work on a political campaign, uh, travel, plan trips across the world, um, work alongside Pastor um, James Meeks. I mean, I just saw her do so many things. Um, The list is literally endless. I I have not done justice. And I think what's been so incredible for me to watch is this model of servant leadership that I've always saw my mom um, exemplify. And no matter who it was, uh, what position or title they had, I always saw her um, assume this position of servant. And I think that's very, very powerful. But I I want all of our audience to know, um, Mom, what is your definition of a leader? What is a leader to you? Wow, that's a great question. Um, A leader is a person that is a visionary um, but not only a visionary can um, is very inclusive and also um, has a desire to promote and guide people through ministry. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll just answer that from a ministry perspective. I mean, um, mm-hmm. leadership is contagious. And I just think that mm-hmm. when people are leaders, everybody wants mm-hmm. to be a part of what they're doing because um, they mm-hmm. have vision and People um, are seeking vision all the time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is a powerful statement. I love the statement you make that leadership is contagious because when you said that, I literally had flashbacks to working with leaders where when a leader has a vision and empowers you, <laughs> oh my goodness. It is the best feeling in the world. Oh my God, you want to be a part of it. You know there's something special is about to happen. So I'm clearly getting excited. (laughs) But, you know, Mom, this podcast is named In Process. And, you know, clearly my journey of feeling just um, this discrepancy between the gifts that God has given me and my own character and I, when I started to realize this, I felt a lot of shame of, wow, like God has gifted me and anointed me and called me, but I am still in process and a lot of things in my life. And I am um, owning my own journey. And I think that leaders um, 
will feel the shame lifted when we start to own our stories and start to speak our stories and start to share where we really are, right? And we know in scripture that God calls imperfect people um, to partner with him in his purposes for his kingdom. And so I don't know how we've got this vision of I'm a leader, so therefore I'm perfect. <laughs> I need to act perfect all the time. <laughs> but it, it really does need to be dismantled. And so prayerfully, if you're listening to this podcast, I pray that God will just lift shame from you and fear from yes. you and that you would yes. own your story and tell your story. Yes. And so Mom, I, I'm curious, uh, <laughs> this is a very vulnerable subject, but can you share when you think about your experience and leadership in so many different realms? I mean, we didn't even talk about before um, you came into ministry when you were in the healthcare industry, um, but can you name an experience where it was this aha moment, this realization of I am a leader, I am called, God has gifted me to do so many things, but I am still in process. Can you share that with us? I would be happy to. First, let me say how proud I am of you um, and taking this initiative. It is a very uh, vulnerable question, and I appreciate that because I agree with you mm -hmm. that we have to tell our stories Um Mm -hmm. And we have to share experiences and how we uh, truly feel and felt during that time. So um, I have many stories of my own failure. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, God has been very gracious to me. And I work for mm -hmm. a great um, boss. I mean, Reverend Meeks, Pastor Meeks of Salem Baptist Church has been mm -hmm. that type of leader to basically take his hands off of projects and allow me to lead um, without micromanaging. But I had mm -hmm. um, a couple years ago, our um, pastor did something very different. He started hiring um, younger staff members and it was a very intentional move. He brought mm -hmm. up uh, millennials and um, different groups of people who are much younger than the leadership team that has existed over the years. Um, mm -hmm. He wanted the leadership team to reflect our church. You know, our church is mm -hmm. a growing church and we wanted to have, have voices on the leadership team that reflected what people were really going through. And mm -hmm. um, it was a different time for us. So we, we hired quite a few people during that time. I believe you were one of the people we hired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we hired a youth pastor and a communications director. And it's just quite a few positions opened up. And Pastor Meeks made a decision to hire young people, to put them at the table. And for the first couple of months, everything was great. It was, um, we were all getting along and, mm. you know, it was exciting. And then at some point, there was um, almost a division. You can almost feel it in the room where mm -hmm. the older staff leaders were separated from the younger leaders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, the younger leaders would come up with these great ideas um, and they were risk-taking ideas. They were mm. out of the box. And um, I mean, just different things that we have never done. It was very creative. And um, the older staff members were, well, you know, um, 
you know, I don't know, you know, we'll wait and see. And okay, we'll think about that. Let's come back again and meet. We we'll always had to meet again on the issue we had just met about. <laughs> there was never there was never a resolution like when uh, a younger person came up with an idea that was exciting and and really crazy. Okay, well we'll meet about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that um at some point I noticed this um difference and then i i know that um we haven't talked about this before this uh, podcast but you and i had conversations where your opinion was different than my opinion and it was the first time that i really began to see you as this um influencer and this um this minister of the gospel because you were giving me a totally different perspective than what my opinion was so Hmm. we went along and um you know some time passed. And so finally, you know, Pastor Meeks and leadership team decided to take the whole team on a retreat. And we went away for a weekend um, at on this retreat where we were able to basically share how we felt. Everybody got to share, but everybody also got to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And I think when each one of us told our story, how we came to Salem, how we came to the faith, mm-hmm. um, where we were in our life right now, it had an impact on our relationships and I think it greatly improved the relationships we had with each other. Mm. So it was a difficult time in our ministry prior to that retreat, but I learned many lessons um, from that process. I mean, it -hmm. was just, it was just really um, um, just a very, very interesting time in the life of Salem. Wow. Yeah. I, I hear you saying a lot of things. I hear you saying that, um, you know, and for those of you all who are not familiar with Salem, but Salem has been just abundantly blessed with a legacy of God doing great things through um, our ministry. And so I hear you saying like we, we've had this staff leadership team that probably I would say maybe Gen X a baby boomer predominantly mm-hmm. and then there's this movement towards hiring at least four millennials <laughs> um. <laughs> okay tell the truth <laughs> but it's four out of ten okay so that's a big deal <laughs> oh yes no no, no. yeah I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah I, I would say that as, that's a huge number in terms of our yeah. staff our staff leadership team. So there are four millennials now, a part of this team that has witnessed God work. And then there's this excitement of like, you know, I remember, you know, being in the meetings and and sitting in those meetings and there's this excitement of, wow, I get to be a part of this amazing legacy of of what God is doing at this ministry. And then I, I do remember when you talked about there began to be this tension in the room. Mm-hmm. between the old generation and the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, I think this is a, a tension that the entire church is facing, right? Yeah. In terms yeah. of generations of baby boomer generation and millennial and Gen Z. And I think Gen X, ironically, I think Gen X has been mediating uh, between this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and um, you know, I loved your next, you know. And so, um, I think they've been mediating between baby boomer generation and millennials. But what I hear you saying is your in process moment was number one when younger people started to come in, and number two at this retreat where we all had the opportunity to share our story when we really hadn't heard each other's story in that way, although we've known each other literally for decades, we, I mean, we, we've seen each other grow up. I mean, we've witnessed all of these things, but we had not heard each other's story. And I remember being in that circle where we all shared our stories at different uh, important moments to us. And, And it really did, um, create this space of being seen yes that may not have been there before right um and so i i hear is that what i'm hearing you say is there anything you would add or take away from that no that's that's exactly it i appreciate that that was exactly um what happened Mm-hmm. And so I, I do want to press a little further, Mom, because I, I do know that there is ageism in the church, right? Yes. So when these millennials came, how did you feel? Like, you've been working um, at Salem for decades now. You've seen all the things that God has done. Did you feel um, a level of intimidation that the millennials are here? Did you feel like, how did you feel in that? You know, actually, I did not. Um, You know, I am, I think I'm an inviting person. So I really did feel excited. I really (laughs) did. I was like, we we got some help now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my first thought was I would have to work less hours and, um, you know, we could turn over things to the younger um, directors and you know we'd be freed up a lot more mm-hmm. and um, I did not feel intimidated at all I felt mm-hmm. um, I really felt as if we were going to be able oh here's how I felt I felt like we were going to be able to tell the young people something that we <laughs> 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 that we were going to be able to share <laughs> all of our wisdom with this younger generation and they were going to listen to us and they were going to learn from us and then they were going to proceed and be very successful. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was all wrong. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but you know, I did learn that uh, that's not how it works that you still have to build relationships that you still Mm -hmm. have to, some of the things I did learn is um, I I learned how to listen, you know, Mm -hmm. that it is, although it's very easy for me to turn around events and projects in some ways over the years, it has been, um, things have changed. And so getting another perspective from a younger person on what younger people are looking for is so important. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't think that that's one of the mistakes I feel as if I made um, from the beginning is not listening enough, not being quiet enough and mm. always being the person who wanted to train someone on how it should be done. And not mm-hmm. thinking that God could do a new thing, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that worked 
over those years, but now we have to lean on God to do a new thing. And through these young voices, I was hearing new stuff, stuff that we've never done before. So um, that was a, definitely one of my my aha moments. It was um, preparing mm. my heart and mind to be silent much more than I had been in the past. Wow. Wow. That's I think what you're saying exudes so much um, humility, mom, because I think um, here you are, this executive leader saying, actually, we need to be silent and listen to the younger generation. I mean, I think that's very countercultural in a lot of ways. And I think um, one of the misconceptions I think um, that you just named is, I think historically, younger people have been taught to listen to their elders because of their age and to respect what they have to say simply because of their age. And as a millennial, that's not how I operate. (laughs) We've had Mm -hmm. these conversations before. Um, And and there is this space of, well, I'm not going to listen to you just because you're 60 years old. (laughs) Yes, we've had those days, yes. (laughs) Um, and I'm not talking about specifically you, but I'm saying in general yeah. that there is a sense of, well, let me see the fruit of your life. Let me see how you walk with God. Let mm-hmm. me see how you do life before I s- submit to you and listen to you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you you sharing that. And then my, my last question is that um, when have you experienced shame within your leadership? Mm-hmm. You know, just think, sticking with the scenario I just presented, I think I felt shame, um, not so much at that time, but last year during this pandemic where we've had a lot of time to reflect on our lives and our behavior and um, what we, um, the things that we have um, failed in as it relates to, you know, serving God and serving God's people. And um, I remember the day that I really started thinking about my responses in those meetings. And, you know, there would be these, like I said, out the box ideas and, you know, crazy stuff that we, of course, would never do or had never done. And I remember mm-hmm. saying things like, oh, you know, we did that before. We tried that and it didn't work. And, um you know, but you don't know our people. That won't work here in Salem. I mean, that's really a you know crazy idea. I mean, I could almost remember word for word the things I was saying out my mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would consider myself a very if anyone had asked me a couple of years ago, was I self aware? I would have said, oh yes, I'm self aware. I you know I pretty much know myself inside and out. And the one thing that I've learned this past year is that I don't know anything about myself. I was like, oh, my Mm. God, did I say that? And so those Mm. things, when you know that you have disappointed God's people, um, you have uh, Mm. leaned toward being rigid in what the way that you think and operate, you've Mm. not been that inviting to younger people. I mean, one of the things that we could have done was been more loving and kind and inviting and um, that makes me feel ashamed because that's not who God is. And 
And when I think back over my own life and the people who poured into me years ago, they were people who allowed me to operate in freedom. So they didn't have mm-hmm. these restrictions of, oh, we didn't do it, but we never did that before, so you shouldn't do it. Absolutely not. That's when you should do it. Break all the old ways of doing things and let people try, you know, but the way that um, I positioned my comments back then really was let's not do anything that's risk taking because, you know, we don't want to rock the boat or anything. And, um, and I think I really learned hard lessons that, um, you know, it's up to the older generation. In some ways we have to, um, not just listen, but submit to God's authority that he has placed in younger people. I mean, when you mm. think about the young people that God used in the scripture, I mean, here God, you know, Josiah was eight years old, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just think about all the young prophets that God had. They were people taking leadership positions who had wisdom straight from God. And so Mm -hmm. it allows me now to think more and reflect on my decision before I'm so quick to say what what will not happen or can't happen. And it also Mm -hmm. allows me to hold back on ideas that are really just rehashed ideas of things that we've done before. So (laughs) when we're in a meeting, I'm thinking to myself, okay, am I going to say something? And then I think about the idea I have. And then I say, um, that's really just something we did before. Let me just keep quiet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so God is doing an amazing work in my life of making me more yeah. self-aware. And I am very much in process, which really um, caused me to agree to do this podcast because um, I don't know about um, what everybody else has been going through, but I've been going through quite a bit of those type of scenarios this year. And, um, and I'm having these aha moments and I'm also, you know, able to think about repenting and how to change um, my life by um, accepting those failures that I've had. But as a leader, you know, Mm -hmm. we accept them, we learn and we get back up and we ask God to give us strength Mm -hmm. and gird us up and we're back running again. So. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And I think, wow, just <laughs> your vulnerability. Oh my goodness, mom. I admire your courage and sharing that. And I think you just said something so important. We get back up. Yeah. And what shame will do is um, shame that is from the enemy will try to paralyze yes. us in our and our mistakes so as you thought about oh my goodness I can't believe I said that in that meeting and and what has happened is you have grown and so you're in a different space than you were when you were in those meetings and so um, I praise God that throughout this past year that you've uh, shepherded and released a new group of young leaders Um, can you share about that? Well, yeah, I mean, um, when the pandemic started, I was not able to, um, you know, participate in outreach projects like I had been doing in the past. So I literally was stuck at home. I had to stay at home, but I was able to work from home and coordinating events. And I had to choose people who I had seen leadership in, I mean, when we were at church. So there were a few people that I had worked with. I was like, oh, I'm going to call, you know, so-and-so, and and I'm going to call this person. And so 
I pulled together a group of people. They were all young. And I said, okay, we're going to do outreach projects, you know, feeding people on the street, giving out masks, um, testing for COVID, all these different things. And um, I'm going to plan it. We'll meet every week and you guys are going to do it. And um, it worked out very well. I mean, it was very organic how it got started, but God has blessed this group of young people. I'm so very proud of them. Um, and, you know, just think that um, if given the opportunity, we can grow, uh, we can grow anyone into a leader if mm-hmm. we just take the time and allow mistakes to happen and sit back and then actually coach people once we're, I've given you a project. Okay, let's come back and talk about it. What worked? What didn't work? How did you feel? And then actually coach them through the process. And then they're able to go back. Okay, I'm going to do this again. That was fun. So this group of people Mm -hmm. is attached to me and I am attached to them. And, um, you know, I just pray for them. And I pray that God releases them into the ministry to do bigger and better things than they're doing now. But yes, it has been a great year because of that um releasing that is happening now and I'm not trying to hold on to things and then the other thing is I literally felt every time I got ready to leave the house to go to one of these events because of course guilt will you know hit you Mm -hmm. like you should be there this is not going to work without you what are you doing Mm -hmm. and um, I really felt the Holy Spirit telling me to be still and so Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to not serve the church pretty much, but serve God to listen to God's voice when he would tell me to be uh-huh. still. And and you know how hard that is when you want to do something really, your, your flesh yes. is like, I'm ready to go. I, I got to be a part of this. Great. <laughs> and God, yes. I just felt in my um, spirit, man, that I was told to be still, to not go, to be the mm. encourager, to be the pusher. And so I did that for a whole year. And I literally just wow. started going back to events a couple of weeks ago uh, where I'm starting to get back into, um, you know, ministry events. But I feel very confident that I don't have to be there. I really do. I think the team can wow. take it and roll um, as any other team can if we take our hands off of them. I mean, it's not just this team, but mm-hmm. it's any team. You do as much as you can and then you let them flourish and let God you know, just grow the team because he's going to do what he does. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So you just dropped several (laughs) bombs and uh, you said you had to learn that you were not serving the church, but you were serving God. How we get those intertwined as ministry leaders is so fascinating to me because it's so easy to intertwine them, right? Um, And I think what you said is so powerful. And so listeners, I hope you have been taking notes (laughs) (laughs) on incredible, incredible conversation. Um, What I I heard you saying also, and listeners, this is a a discipline I think that we, we need to practice and an invitation for us to practice is this mutual yeah. submission, right? Uh, uh, you know, Paul says, submit another. you one yes. to another. Yes. <laughs> and so this this is not a podcast um, about ageism, where it's all about Jizzy and political generation, and we move it to other generation out of the way. That is not that. That is mm-hmm. demonic, actually. We need um, baby boomers and builders and Gen yes. X. We need every generation 
anticipate what God is doing. And so um, I, I hear what you're saying, and hopefully we've modeled this in this uh, episode, is just this mutuality and listening. And where we actually can listen to one another, where we're not trying to figure out telling the truth, what they, you know, you know how we do. Uh, well, we just listen. Um, and so I think that is a powerful gift that God has given us to one another. And mom, as I've listened to you, I am incredibly honored to be your daughter. <laughs> Um, and to, yeah, to have been led by you in so many different ways and just the wisdom and vulnerability that you show on a daily basis has been a gift to me. And so um, I just bless you today and, and listen, I, I bless you. Mom, do you have any closing uh, remarks for the listeners who may be leading in any capacity? You may be a mom listening to this. You may be a single dad, you may be a pastor or, or a school teacher. Do you have any uh, closing sure remarks do. for that? Um, I think one comment that you have made to me over the years is, Mom, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. <laughs> and I think that's a powerful <laughs> statement that as we are listening to our um, co-laborers in Christ and our children and people that are in our lives, we have to be willing to not be so quick to fix things the other thing I would just say is that, mm. you know, um, tell your story. That makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have to be connected with you before they will follow you. And so I believe that telling mm. your story, telling what God has done in your life, it is going to cause um, you to just people will be, you'll, you'll be courageous. Like I said before, you'll be contagious. I mean, that people will just be drawn to you because mm -hmm. of what God has done in your life and the light that you carry. It's not that we've done anything. It's the God that has been inside of us using us. So let God use you the same way. Wow. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all heard it from uh, Mama <laughs> D. <laughs> uh, well, God bless God you, bless Mom, you and God bless you, Leslie. Thank bye -bye. you so much. Bye-bye.